Howdy doody, Tim. Hello, Zach. How are you? Doing well. I know you're going to a networking event uh, shortly after this, and you go to a lot of networking events. What do you think is the worst um, networking approach that you've actually seen, not Hollywood style, but that you've actually seen, and maybe even recently, that you're like, ooh, that's a pretty bad approach on how to do this? Um, I am not a fan of the card collectors or the card passer-outers. I mean, like that, yeah. Hey, do you have it a is- card? Like, not even like, they don't even know my name. We don't even know each other's names. So they, hey, do you got a card? And they're already handing me theirs. And typically from that point, it just goes right in the trash. But It's very odd when that's like the first thing that someone does. Because it seems almost like, okay, that's not possible. No one's that silly to do that. But then you co- they come around and they just got like like stacks, stacks and stacks of them. They just come out and they're like, yo, here you go, here you go, here you go, yeah. here you go, here you go. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. you know what mine is. Mine is a bad first questions. I, I think that people are terrible at their first questions. I think that um, they care way too much about the person's business instead of the person. Um, and by leading with, hey, what do you do for a living? It's just so unnecessary, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But enough about me, enough about you. Let's bring on today's guest, someone that I actually met at a a networking event maybe four years ago. It was an event uh, hosted by the guys over at Array Digital. Tim, you might have been there as well. Uh, It was Marketers Anonymous, which was... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over at Waterside? Yep. Uh, Educational plus, you know, a a networking aspect of it. Um, Is that correct? Is that where we met, Marco? Yeah, yeah. What what made you, you want? I was oh I spoke that day. You were the host. Yep, I bought your book. Right. See, I was I was sold from day one. Hey, and I just happened <laughs> to have that book right here on the. Oh deck. my gosh, look at that! Funny how that placement. happens. I, honestly, usually <laughs> it's in kidding. it's in the the bookshelf behind me, but today I just happened to have it there because I was looking at something. Um, actually, I'm lying. I haven't looked at this book in like five days because I haven't done any work in four or five days because it's, you know, we had that like fake holiday long weekend type of thing. That's right. That's right. Um, So what, what made you want, what were you going to say, Tim? I wasn't going to say anything. I was just like you trying to figure out what day of the week it is. I just, uh... (laughs) here's the, okay. So, you know, like I live right on the path to go to the outer banks. That path gets, that road gets pretty gnarly some days. It gets pretty backed up to the extent where before you leave, depending on where you need to go, you actually need to look. Like if it's a weekend, it can be, it can be pretty backed up, even though we're what, 70 miles away from that. And it seems obnoxious, but it's it's the case. So normally people go to the Outer Banks Saturday to Saturday, right? When people take time off, you know, I, I would think it's some sort of Sunday to Sunday, Saturday to Saturday, Friday to Friday, something like that. With 4th of July being on a Tuesday this year, when were people that people that took a little bit of a mini vacation, were they just taking the full week? Or are they coming back on a Wednesday? Like, it just yeah. seems it, it, it's it's very odd as it's got to screw people up with that. Where, yeah, where, I, think, I think people took the full week or a long weekend and came smart. back maybe on Wednesday. <laughs> no, I don't know. Bad. I don't know. So... so we met at Marketers Anonymous, a now defunct uh, networking group. I think COVID killed it. Um, yeah. What COVID killed a lot of uh, networking groups and, and styles and things like that. Mm-hmm. What What attracted you to go to that event 
and what attracts you to go to events in general. Um, because if mm-hmm. you go on Eventbrite, you go on Meetup, you go on just Facebook events, whatever, there's a ton. It's very hard to figure out, okay, which one's yeah. legit, which one's not. Like when you look at an event, what what makes you want to go to one of them? Yeah, so that one was actually my first one. So that one really intrigued me because it was like Marketers Anonymous. It's like, it was like, okay, so marketers coming together, not necessarily for any particular like sales pitch or anything like that, which is what I thought. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm going to go and check it out, see what it's all about. And of course, you know, the speaker sounded fabulous. You know, you were talking about kind of how to, how to set yourself apart, right? How to, um, stand out from the crowd, that sort of thing. And, um, I just thought that was pretty neat. I was in sales at the time. Um, I worked right down the street. It was in Norfolk and I was like, I'm just going to walk there and check it out. So it, the, the timing of it, the, uh, location, the speaker, I mean, everything, kind of fit. So that worked out for me. And then I ended up going to like as many as I could. And again, that was pre COVID. So uh, we met, you know, we met before the war. So war. was that every week? Exactly. What was the frequency of that? I don't remember. It was, um, it was once a month. Okay. And yeah. um, they had, they had really great speakers. Um, I remember, I'm trying to think they had Allison Maloney come in. They had um, mm-hmm. Daniel uh, Vlecki. They had all, I mean, just all kinds of great people that they would bring in for the speakers. And it was, uh, it was great. It was over at blue was, moon. Was Zach wearing a, a jean jacket when he spoke? I was. I was. He was wearing a Canadian tuxedo, which is what I like to call it. Jean jacket and jeans. <laughs> you guys have heard of that, right? No, yeah. but that's great. The, you haven't the, heard of that? No, I have. No. You haven't? Tim. No, no. And, oh, and where did you grow up? And, Tim, what, where well, did you grow up? I, I, I grew up in, I know. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, so I'm surprised I had never heard what? that before. Maybe it's a Southern thing. Zach, you grew up here, right? Uh, D.C. area. Oh, D.C. Okay. Well, that's south. That's south enough. But yeah, we call it a Canadian tuxedo. It's so funny. I have not. I, the last <laughs> time I wore a jean jacket was actually with Tim back in February, and I haven't put it on since. <laughs> um, I'm not putting it on anytime soon because uh, yeah. if you've walked outside at all in the last 15 days, it seems like. That Canadian tuxedo is just going to be the Zach Miller jeans. No, not even jeans. Like gym, gym shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> we're, be, not even, we're not even messing around. Like, it's going to look painted on. <laughs> oh, okay, but so yeah. there's, there, there's a, I mean, when it comes to networking, you host a networking group. We're going to get into that mm-hmm. in a little bit. But, well, Tim, what do you have? You no, I, I, I'm, I think that we're, we're, our heads are in the same spot. I'm just curious, you know, how, was that in it with uh, after COVID, during COVID? Was the opportunity there once Marketers Anonymous went away? Did you want to fill that need? Yeah, what, what's the whole genesis of how you got started with uh, HRNG? Yes, it's funny. Um, whereas a lot of other networking events kind of started to die off during COVID, ours actually, that's when ours started to develop. So, um, what happened was, you know, of course, COVID, everybody was forced to stay home. We thought it was only going to be two weeks, right? And then it ended up being a very long time. Um, some friends and I that used to work together, you know, we used to live in Cube World and we used to be around a lot of people. Um, no surprise, we all used to work at the pilot. So again, uh, in the ad department, so lots and lots of people um, around all the time and uh, being able to collaborate with you know, the designers, uh, um, you know, everybody in the uh, IT department. I mean, there's, there's just always people kind of 
there to be able to to work with and collaborate. So, you know, we kind of missed that. And um, we would jump on the phone. Uh, there were three of us. So my um, my other coworkers at the time, pre-COVID again, uh, we had all left the pilot at that at that point. And, um, you know, we just kind of got really lonely and felt very isolated. And um, we started jumping on the phone and then eventually it became Zoom. So the three of us would get on like every couple of days, maybe once a week. And we're like, hey, let's, you know, people started hearing about it and they're like, I want to get on. Let's, you know, let's get on. And so we started doing this thing about once a month. Started, I think, back in November of 2020 is when it was more than three of us. And it just kind of started growing. And I was like, okay, we need to organize this. We need to get this on. Let's do it on LinkedIn since all of our business and professional connections are on LinkedIn. Let's make a LinkedIn private group. And then we can just tell people when we're going to be on every month. And it just kind of grew and, you know, we, we kept thinking, okay, we're going to be back in person anytime now so we can stop it. And, um, it just kept going and going. And finally, after a year, I think we had at that point, maybe close to 150 or 200 people in the group. We finally met in person, um, over at expansive in Norfolk and it was like a big party and it was, um, it was awesome. We came together and it was like our one year anniversary and, at that point, I was still just kind of doing it for fun. It was, it's all free, like no charge or anything. And it was kind of my way to give back to the community. And I've always loved networking. Like it's always been super fun for me. Some people hate it. I just like love it. You know, I've never met a stranger. Don't have any issues going up and talking to people. And uh, my biggest thing is I love kind of introducing people to each other and finding like a commonality. Um, you know, I'll figure out like two people from like opposite ends of the earth and I'll, I'll figure out something that they have in common and I'll let them know what that is. And that's kind of how I introduce people. And, um, so that's kind of always been the thing. And so after the one year anniversary, I'm like, I think I want to keep this going. And, uh, Lori and Kim, of course, always kind of there with me. I mean, the three of us were kind of working on this together. Of course, it takes up a lot of time. Um, as you guys can imagine, um, so kind of juggling it with full-time work and, um, you know, kids and parenting and all that stuff and animals, um, you'll probably see one of them in a minute. Um, it was a lot. So, uh, kind of had to take a little bit of a step back. We started doing in-person events, COVID kind of had a little spike again, and then, um, went back to doing zoom. So, uh, we would have speakers and things like that. Um, kind of got more serious about it. Um, again, I'm probably giving you like a little bit more than what you asked for, but, um, so that's kind of how it evolved. And then finally, I think now we're up to almost 600 people on the LinkedIn group. Uh, we've created a website now, literally just went live, uh, about a week ago and turning it into a business now. So I decided, you know, why, why not do what I really love to do for work? Um, seems like a lot of people are doing it now and it's kind of like what I always, um, when I wasn't working, this is always kind of what I was working on. And it, people are like, you've got to stop spending so much time on HR and G. And I'm like, why? Like, I, I love it. I love doing it. It's not like work to me. Um, and, uh, people are like, well, yeah, just do it. Do that, do that as your job. And I'm like, yeah, why don't I do it as my job? And then I've had people come up to me, why aren't you charging for this? Like, this is such a great event. You put so much time and energy to, into it. It's like the most fun networking I've ever, you know, done. Oh. And um, 
people were asking me like, why don't you charge? And I'm like, you know, I will in due time, you know, just it's, so it's hard to go from like a free to like a paid model. That's, that's kind of tricky. Um, so I kind of, I've been kind of doing it in, in steps. <laughs> so kind of preparing people for it. And, um, Hey, look, if yeah. something's good, people will pay for it. Right. And so yes. HRNG stands for Hampton Roads Networking Group. Yes. Um, why not have another acronym in this area? The the town of acronyms, you know, just, just let's just go with it. <laughs> um, you know, what does NASA yeah. stand for, Tim? Do you even know? As you're yeah, wearing a NASA shirt. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, you put me on the spot, Zach. What the... was it before you said? No, what, it, what is NASA? I don't know what it stands for. I don't even know what's like. Is National Air and Space. Yeah. Uh, Air? Well, it's, yeah, National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Yeah, there it is. Oh, you got a cheat code. <laughs> did you Google it? Someone did. Andrew did. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, sorry to put you on the spot. I wouldn't have known it. So we're we're both in the same regard. Well, you know, um, it's it's Monday, but not Monday. Kind yep. of Monday. It's unclear what day of the week it is, even if our calendars say a specific date. Okay, so I, I've told you this before, Markella. Um, getting people to an event is not an easy thing. I have, I don't, I don't do a ton of networking like I used to when I don't host any networking events, um, which is how I did a lot of our stuff uh, mm -hmm. back in the day, uh, bringing people to us. But I always tell people like it, getting people to you, getting people to an attended event is not an easy feat. Yeah. I have several clients right now that like go through the event, right? The meet, the meetups, the, the Facebook events, mm -hmm. the, the whatever events, then they go attend these events and there's one person there, there's two people there, or they'll get yeah. an email like the night before saying we're canceling it. And yep. it's just like, wow. So for you it's to hard. have grown this thing, yeah, it's very difficult. And then like, yeah. I always remember like when I had like, um, we, we were talking about this, was that last week? With the start norfolk stuff tim um yeah. and how how many people used to attend that it's like I, I don't even know how i got so many people to attend you know three four five hundred people to attend some of these events it's like yeah. uh <laughs> like amazing it is and like you look back you reflect you're like damn so like obviously appreciative of that and and to to been of um, to have been able to do that, but like to see other people now doing events and stuff like that, like I get it. Like, and Tim gets it. He's put on, you know, hundreds of events too. Like it's hard to get people to the table. It's hard yeah. to, to get people to drive somewhere. It's hard to get people to show up on a zoom call. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to get someone to like your post on the internet. Right. You know, uh, everything I mean, is hard. Yeah. And, and, hard and so to get to, reviews. Hard to, <laughs> it's, it's hard to get all these things. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are like, Oh, I could just do that. And it's like, okay, cool. Go do it. Yeah. And then when no we've said it several party. times, we've all done so many events that we make it look easy that everyone then thinks it's super easy to do. Yeah. And then they learn that it's not right. I, I think the hardest part is to get people to come back a second, third, fourth time. It, yeah. it, but everything about it's hard. What do you find the most difficult aspect? Um, I think it is getting it's really funny. I think it's getting the introverted people, the more introverted people to engage. Um, and a lot of them tend to come to events by themselves. And, you know, I kind of tend to see them standing off, you know, in the corner by themselves. So I try to get them to engage and, you know, they're, they're getting coffee or they're eating and they're kind of standing to the side. And sometimes when we go around, 
So a lot of my events, we go around and do introductions if it's a small enough group and they'll step out. <laughs> oh, wow. They'll step out during introductions. I, I like those. Those are my favorite people just because. Yeah, me too. Me you, too. If you go up and you talk to them, you're, you're now their savior because but they don't have to feel awkward. That's why the Netflix question or something like that for an introvert is good, right? They yes. probably aren't there. Like, and so people yes. like, because they don't know how to answer their elevator pitch about something like that. And most people Correct. actually suck at their elevator pitches. Let's be honest. Right. But so if yeah. you go up to that person and you're like, like, Hey, like, what do you watch on Netflix? What game yeah. are you watching? What game are oh, you yeah. playing? What is it like? Are you, are you, it looks like you're in the IT field. What are you building? Like something that's yes. more about what they like. They are clearly going to be able to talk about that and it's easier for them yeah. to do. And so that's, yeah. And, and then you've opened that door to Mr. or Mrs. Introvert. And yeah. Yeah. And so it's you, funny because, um, sometimes even the outgoing, the people that are, that you think are outgoing that post regularly that like to post uh, photos of themselves, even videos, they are not always the most outgoing people. Some of those are like closet introverts. You know what I mean? So it's kind of funny when you get really, See, I had no idea, no idea at all. I don't know that I'm in, I don't know that I'm an introvert. Nicole Campbell said, uh, <laughs> What is the word that she an, an, ambiv an ambivert? She came, she told us about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. She, yeah, which is a both. I'm probably a little bit of a both. Look, I don't I'm like yeah. Are you ambivalent <laughs> to being an introvert or extra? I think yeah, I'm, for me, Myers Briggs, I'm a I'm a 49 introvert. So it's just yeah, I'm, I'm right in the middle as well. I just like I don't mind talking to people. I just and if someone came up, I would talk to them. I don't know. Yeah. Like I just it's very weird. Like when I used to do certain talks, like I would get very nervous. Like, really? Oh yeah. Like there was times where I'd like have to go have a couple beers beforehand before I could talk. Cause I'm just like, yeah, I'm too nervous huh. for this. That must have been uh, a I long there, time I was ago. there for you, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't done a talk talk like that. Is that, that how y'all met when he went to, used to go get his beers? You were there, Tom? Pretty much. I, I was, I was always, yeah. <laughs> Are you the bartender? I, <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be an obnoxious amount, like maybe a beer, half a beer. Um, I remember like the first, um, stay of the startup community address. I had like a beer beforehand. Cause I was like super nervous. Cause like, mm. I haven't given a talk like that since like high school or something like that. Yeah. Now I recommend yeah. people who give talks, give the exact same talk over and over and over again so that you can, mm. you can Makes be a lot easier. On that. But guess what? Yeah. yeah. Guess who does that? comedians musicians oh yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you know the greatest performers in the world they're all doing the same dance politicians probably they're all giving the same that's, damn speech over and over and over again that's right guess what's changing the venue the audience not the content so the content's the content right. the audience is the variable in that but most You're people absolutely right yeah. most people double dip that and they create completely new content and a completely mm -hmm. new audience every single time. It's just so hard to remember that to try to 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 become that every single time. Like mm, that's that's a lot of work on the people. Do that one thing one time, a billion. Yeah, that, that's yeah. The, that said, Zach. It's uh, that's the hardest part for me when I go to. Zach knows I go to a lot of concerts. Um, so the the difficult thing for me is when I go see a concert outside of the Hampton Roads area. Mm -hmm. 
Or if you see clips of the same concert that you saw from a different area and then they, they, they share the same story in between songs or they share, yes. you know, it's just, oh, yeah. it's, it's such a, a bummer. It's not like, oh. at that. Yeah. yeah. This, but, okay. The story could be a little different, but the, the songs that you're going to play. Well, but, well, I mean, the set list is a set list. So, you know, that's, I mean, with, yeah. with all the computers and lights and how everything works, the, the set list kind of has to stay the same. But it's but so the only variable for the most part is what's said in between the songs. So right, right. when you hear the same things in different cities, it's yeah. it's, it's a little less authentic to me. But yeah, I'm like, to, oh, they're to fake. Our point, they're such fakes. Yeah. Or if they mess up but the you, city. Well, they're like, I mean, hey, I Austin, and they're in Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, yeah. I think that that's funny. <laughs> it just says on the set list they have in bold letters what city they're in, so that they no, I know, I know. don't make that mistake. But they no, yet they do. Yeah. I know. I used to go to a lot of shows too. Again, pre, <laughs> pre kids, no, pre COVID. Tim, Tim, Tim is like the, the concert goer of the what? year. I think he ha goes to an award. Well, like when I saw you, Tim, to to the example when uh, at Parlamay, is that what it was called at Harbor Fest? Parlamay. Oh, uh, Parmalee. Parmalee. Yes, he went on a ten minute little story about his mom, and the house, and all that stuff. There's no yeah, way he's yeah. not telling that at every place, right? The little story, yeah. like there was little things. I think he said something about how he had played here before. I think that's authentic yeah. and stuff like that. But like, sure, it, it's comedians definitely doing the same set over and over and over. Again. Well, yeah, I because there's a reason yeah. that you're not allowed to bring your cell phones into comedy shows. I mean, they when they're testing out new material, they don't want all that stuff being leaked out. They uh, yeah. they're they're adjusting things and <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, I know and. Yeah, I've done that before where I've seen like a show somewhere more than once, like multiple times. And it's like, oh man, come on. When I used to be a story. When I used to be when I used to be a fan of Green Day, they used to blow up their set every single time at the end. That's what they did. They yeah. break they they you know take the guitars to and everything. I'm like, all right, well, is this what these clowns do every single time? I guess so. And you know, as a 15-year-old, I thought it was cool, but like to Tim's point, it is. It, 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 so there are pros and cons to that strategy. After 20 shows, you're like, can you do something new? <laughs> What's well, just like, that's a lot of, you're, you're killing you're just a like lot of wasting creeps. a lot of really good equipment, guys. Come on. Yeah, right. How dare you? <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I was going back to what you guys were saying about um, introvert, extrovert. I mean, don't you guys feel like with COVID, everyone's kind of become more of an introvert? Like it's just kind of more natural. To stay and home. I see. I I find or the opposite that that people have lost all manners and etiquette, and so yes. then when they're out, I mean, it's just people lost the ability to do anything polite. I mean, everyone. It just like no. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's really different now. Yeah, I feel like it, there's it's split right. There's like a dichotomy. Let's say like I feel like people that uh, maybe were felt very isolated and missed people. I feel like they're almost more polite now and they're more like, Oh my gosh, like, thank you. Like, I appreciate you and all this stuff. Like, you know, thank you. And then like other people that like, just realize they hate Zach, people Zach more. wishes that was the case. Yeah. I, I feel like pe people are like, Oh, I just want to be alone with my animals or whatever, you know, I need then they're a, just a like bag. still in their sweatpants and you know, they're just like miserable to be out even for a minute. So it's just, it's kind of, I just think it's funny, but as extroverted as I am, I feel like I've become just a little more introverted, you know, like after COVID that's just, that, that was just my observation about myself. 
the the key to me is how close is that hand sanitizer machine that I can get to after touching someone. Um, <laughs> yes, we've all become germaphobes, right? Like all most Tim of thinks, us. I don't know. I don't think Tim is like Tim. No. I, yeah, I'm way nowhere near what I was like three years ago. Like I went to the casino the other day. That might be the filthiest place in the world. Um, I mean, touching <laughs> yeah. stuff. People how, just like, how 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 nasty are those? Hey chips? now. Oh, hey, we had an event there and there. So I, I, look, I'm not saying they're I don't great. the casino. I'm just saying how dirty is that place? How dirty is the things that you're touching there? The chips, the, the, you're constantly mm -hmm. touching the, th uh, the, um, the pushing the buttons on the, on the, oh, uh, oh, on the, the slot, slot machines. Um, you're oh. getting cards. How often do you think those cards are cleaned? The answer mm. is not very often. <laughs> and if they are, it's not often enough. Um, but I like mm -hmm. rivers. I appreciate that they're here. Um, it's a really cool place. Have yeah. you been, Tim? No, I have not. Oh, you have to go. It's very cool. Have you been to the restaurant site? Uh, I went to the Chinese restaurant. Okay. That's it. Yeah. But not, have you, did you go down the hallway that says Portsmouth to the other ones? I haven't, but I know people who have, and they say it's pretty good. Okay. Cause that's like a whole nother part of the, hmm. um, that I saw that they've already celebrated their millionth visitor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that did not up. take long. Uh, I'm surprised it took that long. I am too. Oh, really? Because I was there for the opening. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. They're supposed to have like a like a VIP kind of, and then like a soft opening, and then it got pushed back because they were still kind of building. Mm -hmm. And then I think what happened was they combined the two because I was like. Wow. Okay. Uh, so this is the VIP. I mean, it was like wall to wall. And um, so I think they combined the two events. <laughs> I was like, wow, this place is, it's crazy. Um, well, it's my understanding during that time too, is smoking was still 100% allowed in the place. And it was quite brutal um, in there. It was never a hundred. So I think it was, smoking was only allowed, I think on the carp. This, this sounds kind of backwards. I think car only on the carpeted areas. All the gaming area. Yes. Um, but now not, it's not in the food. Yeah, the now worst, it's different. Now it's the worst a thing. lot less. Was it a hundred percent? I didn't think it yes, was. 100% crazy. But um but yeah, hmm. so that so now it's a lot better. I mean, but their ventilation is pretty decent and I I'm very like uh sensitive to smoke. Um and it didn't really bother me. It bothered me more the first time, and then when we had our event there, it was, I mean, not as crowded, barely. not as rowdy. I feel like I don't have enough, I, I, I can't afford to gamble, I can't afford to smoke, and I certainly couldn't afford to do both. Mm. <laughs> but it is a fun place to go. But anyway. I, I want to watch the football game there, because they got a lot of big screens. Okay, so oh, yeah. one, of the, one of the things that I think is a challenge for an event organizer, mm -hmm. if you don't have your own space which most mm -hmm. people, um, and even if they do, it's probably not um, the correct space for, for mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Is, the vet, is the venue, is finding a venue that, yeah. um, especially if you don't just want to like go to a bar, right? Going to yeah. a bar and getting people there is, is, is one thing. But if you mm -hmm. have like, I don't know, you want to do some networking, you want some AV access, you mm -hmm. want that away from everywhere else. That's why I think Marketers Anonymous at the Blue Moon Tap House worked because they had yeah. a separate room. And I don't know if they had to pay for it. I can't. I can't remember if, if they did or anything like that. I but they had to spend a certain amount. Okay, so there was a lunch in there that people would would pay for themselves, and so there mm -hmm. was a minimum, I guess. 
but are there other venues that that can do that like yeah. it's, uh, it's all i'm glad you're bringing this up zach that was on my list yeah of that's a good as point. well this this area is tough for for locations and i'm curious what your take is yeah so um we haven't i'm trying to think if we've had to pay for anything yet we kind of came across that recently because uh we were trying to have an event at a co-working space and um, I'm not a member, so um, they wanted to charge. And again, I haven't brought in a dollar yet. <laughs> well, that's not true. I've had one person um, sign up for membership so far. Yay, got my first member. Um, so I've just been kind of putting money into it so far. So um, so yeah, we try not to pay for space. Um, uh, but, you know, we try to, if it's like lunchtime or breakfast or whatever, we try to to be good patrons of if it's like a coffee shop or whatever, we try to purchase food and whatnot as much as we can. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot of kind of free space, if you will, um, unless it's like a restaurant or something like that. Um, but we do have, you know, like there are co-working spaces that just kind of want to get people in there and show, you know, um, basically show people the location yeah, because get people in there to show them. Yeah. But it's odd that a, a co-working space would try to charge in that kind of regard because I haven't seen a completely packed co-working space. And most of the people that would be coming mm -hmm. in, I would assume as someone who's hosted over a thousand events over the years would be new mm -hmm. people that could potentially be a client. And so right. why charge someone 300 bucks when if you could get one person in one month to become a member, you've right. already paid for that thing. It's right. odd how people, money is a weird thing, right? Yeah. And so like my email that went out on Monday in my newsletter was about, I don't know if either, either of you guys saw it, but I went to the Tides game the other day, it was 50 cent hot dog night. And it was, it was crazy <laughs> packed. And there was lines galore. My husband right? was there. I think they sold 20,000, 30,000. Um, 25,000 uh, hot dogs. It was packed. Wow. I've never seen it that packed. It just makes you wonder like, okay, the ticket is about 17 bucks a, a pop. I, I didn't go there actually for a wiener night. I went there because it, uh, it was my wife's. Um, I just wanted to say that was fun. I hope you um, didn't go there for wiener night. <laughs> um, now they, the I kids. I feel like I need to say the way your word wiener now so that we can. I know. know. Right. Well, the, the kids apparently call them glizzies <laughs> now. Glizzies? Something like that? Which apparently glizzies. G-L-I-Z-Z-Y. Hold on, they, I got to ask my... Call, that's what they call... I have call, to ask my teenage kids about it. Glizzies? hot dogs. Glizzies, yeah. G-L. But, okay, so my, my point about okay. pricing this is... It's... If you go to most Tides games, they're not very well attended. I would say maybe 30% right. occupancy. Right. Now, if a stadium can get a crap ton of people there, uh, almost a sellout, and they can get people to pay, you know, your absorbent amount for food, okay, whatever, you know, people right. are willing to pay it. You have a packed house. I, I can't fight that. You're obviously doing pretty well. But yeah. for like these uh, venues that are clearly below capacity, a significantly mm -hmm. below capacity, yeah. would it make sense for them to actually make more appropriate pricing than have, you know, a $7 hot dog, an $18 dilly dilly? Like, does, does that really make sense? <laughs> like... I, I went to an Apple's game. It was a thirty-five dollar whiskey and coke for my friend. That's obnoxious. Like it's. Oh my god! Yeah. 
why are you charging that? You have 2,000 people in a, in a 10,000 person arena. You clearly yeah. are getting the, the stuff in there. And so, so money's a weird thing in that. And so kind of going back to the co-working space, it's like, why would you yeah. charge for that when you're not at full capacity? You want people to see it. You're, mm -hmm. you, don't you think it would make more sense to get 30 to 50, maybe 100 people to come see this space and maybe yeah. one of them becomes a member? And it's well, odd some, to me that people don't yeah. think that way. And to, to your point with the $35 whiskey, I mean, it's like they've just got the wrong formula, right? They're trying to recoup their money through other ways. So they're trying to recoup some of the money with a $35 whiskey as opposed to attracting people a different way, right? So to get more money. Um, so I'm not saying doing 50 cent glizzies, uh, glizzies every single night. <laughs> <laughs> I just you wonder your, that word. Are you just I'll... trying to throw Z's in everything? Cause you're like, no, I'm Dillies, not. Glizzies. You want to know, know who told me? I learned this this morning. I learned this glizzy you know that, word this morning. You know morning. how he does that, Tim? <laughs> yeah. They all hate it. Drew Kiever from um, Advisor. Oh, Fund. really? He's like, yeah. he wrote, he saw the email, asked me a question about it. And he said, well, how many glizzies? You know, how was glizzy night or something like that? I'm like, what the hell is a glizzy? <laughs> so I asked him. He didn't reply by the time I looked. So I looked Does it Billy up. Billy Chestnut call him glizzies? Probably. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Y'all are. I'm not saying that. do a 50 cent glizzy night every night. I'm just saying, like, make that more appropriate. How many times could Zach say glizzy in one podcast? Okay. It, it's, it's, it's just, it just seems like pricing obviously is a difficult thing, but like. Yes. It is. And, and the right. same holds true, like when you uh, trying to find a place for 100 people or more, then you have the next challenge, then then exactly. you have to like, look, like, exactly. then you go into the, you're entering the hotel space. And that's just that's, that's yes. even worse from a yes. they want to charge crazy numbers, they offer yeah. zero selection. And how I would imagine, even more so to your point, Zach, those probably those ballrooms remain vacant, probably 95% of the time. Yeah, I wondered about that, too. So yeah, I went to an event. They're not cheap last week no. and mm -hmm. and it was so i still go to networking events even though i have a networking group sure I guess i'm probably took away one of your questions maybe not um but people are like oh you're here and i'm like yeah i like i'm a networking junkie like do you think i'm only gonna go to my events <laughs> um but yeah it was at a hotel and it was you know, and it could have been because there was a storm going on like right before. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But it was I thought it was going to be a lot more well attended and um, kind of to what you and I were talking about a couple weeks ago, Zach. It was just kind of ho-hum, you know, and it was I think it was supposed to be in a ballroom, but I don't know. They were having like AV issues or something. And um, so it was kind of like in the hallway to the ballroom. It was kind of weird. And I was like, hmm, okay. And it was kind of people just standing around kind of clickish because you can tell they it's the same people that go, you know, to an event. And um, it was, I mean, it was a really nice event, catered and everything. But it was like kind of lacking something. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Again, it could have been the storm. Events are hard. Like um, every event has some there sort were a lot of people. There were a lot of people. But for this particular event, I thought there'd be a lot more. And again, it could have been the storm, but, um, so I think go well, ahead, as a place that rains more than Seattle, people are pretty afraid of the rain here. <laughs> they are, they are. And, um, you know, it was in Virginia <laughs> beach. It was at, at the ocean front. No, it's true. Especially if it's raining and you, and you have to go through the tunnel, right? 
It's like everybody hits the brakes as soon as you go through the tunnel. It's the craziest thing I've seen, but, um, so yeah, I think like with my events, I think the thing that I try to do is try to make it slightly different every time something interactive, something fun, something, you know, where people are going to talk and not necessarily just kind of stand. I don't know. That's, that's kind of the one thing I found is people like to just talk to people they know. And a lot of these events that I was going to prior to HRMG, it was like, I kind of felt maybe like an outsider. Like I couldn't really butt into people's conversations because I could tell they had known each other for a long time. And so the click is a real thing is what you're saying. Oh my God. Yeah. Are you kidding? Like a networking click? That's worse than high school. Oh. <laughs> mean girls all over again. Do you find that? How, how do you, how, either of you can answer this, but like when you see click city in there, like how do you maneuver yourself in there to, to, to try and start? Cause it's, uh, people could look it's, at that because as rude, like they could say like, Oh, maybe they're being standoffish anyway. Like maybe, I, I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you roll up in there? Yeah. So like I, it was funny because I tried to roll up into one group cause I don't care. I mean, I, I really, what do I have to lose? So I don't Ooh, care. Rebel. So I just, I tried to roll up in a group of, of two women and it's awkward, but you kind of look at their name tag to see if you know the company or it's super awkward. Um, but when they don't make eye contact, <laughs> I'll just say like, hi, how's it going? And this one uh, group of two, and I was with another friend too. Um, they didn't make eye contact. They didn't move. And I forget what I, I just said something like, like, oh, did you guys um, try the, I don't know, whatever food it was. Did you try the meatballs or whatever it was? <laughs> I said something stupid. And they just kind of looked at me and then carried on talking. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I didn't even want to talk to y'all anymore. <laughs> I mean, I said that in my head, not out loud. But I was just like, that's fine. Okay. And then I went on to another group and they were all talking and laughing and stuff. I was like, okay, that's my group right there. <laughs> mm. So instead so of the like, meatballs. I can't believe these people, like, obviously they're, they know each other, but they didn't go there for the same reasons I did. I went there to meet new people. They just yeah. went there to either check a box and talk amongst themselves, maybe get some free food. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the thing our uh nephew he was he worked for a congressman up in uh northern virginia and the, the young people they go they just go from networking event to networking event to get the free food because they yeah. they can't afford to buy the food smart. based on wow. the salaries that they have yeah wow that's smart so instead of asking the meatball question you could have said did you guys try the glizzies um <laughs> i'd get that in one last time um they didn't have glizzies Zach with the Z. Obviously, what, I, what, what are they? What do they call the the miniature glizzies? Little glizzies. Cocktail cocktail glizzies. Little little glizz. Little glizzies. I'm sorry, <laughs> Zach. The show is off the rails. This um, is off the hizzy I shizzy. I blame Drew Kiever, one hundred percent. I blame him for being. Person. We will uh, we will clip this and make sure that we send this. Although he's probably watching anyway, but you're right. Um, did it cut my hizzy for shizzy comment? It did. So um, damn it. Okay, so wanted that in there. We'll say it. I no. said it's off the hizzy for shizzy. There you go. Um, okay, uh, while, while we're on this topic about icebreaker questions, you, you know my question. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I probably said that the first time I met you. Have you, do you have one now? Do you, do you work on that? Like, do you, do you have a first icebreaker question? What is it? I just use yours. What are you, what are you watching? No, I don't say what are you watching on Netflix? I'll say, do you, what's your favorite streaming <laughs> platform? Okay. I'll say, do you want, are you Hulu, Apple TV? What do you, you know, what's your favorite streaming? And nine times out of 10, they'll say Netflix. And I'll say, what are you watching on Netflix? <laughs> I appreciate you taking that. I'm just kidding. Oh. No, but I know it's funny. I noticed um, uh, Jake asked that. I heard him ask that question to like two different people at his networking event that I went to a couple weeks ago. Jake Maine stealing and my And I was thunder. like, oh boy. <laughs> I was like, Zach in action. There it is. But yeah, no, it's, what, it's a What is your question. favorite? What's your favorite streaming platform? Um, I think it's still Netflix, but I was definitely an Apple fan for a while we were watching they, they um, do they do good stuff everything they produce they do out and then there's i mean a little bit on um uh whatchamacallit do you guys watch the boys oh on amazon prime yeah amazon prime that, yeah you've watched that right tim no i've not oh, oh. my god it ain't oh, safe man. for work but it is wild <laughs> that is huh. like one oh, of yeah. the best shows it I is funky oh yeah so mm -hmm. crazy it's like bad superheroes, and they don't yeah. they don't give. They're like, like honey badgers. They're yeah, honey badgers. Bad. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> no shizzies, gizzies. Uh uh. That is a good um, show. It's a good show. I had a feeling um, you. I've had a feeling you would like that one, Zach. But yeah, it's more. It's like a dude show, wouldn't you say? It's more of a dude show. I don't know that I, it's it's 2023. I don't know that I, it's appropriate for me to answer that question. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying. But like normally, I wouldn't watch. I wouldn't like even like I'd be scrolling through and I'd be like, mm, Stuart might like my husband might like that show. But then I uh, he was watching it. And I was like really intrigued. I was like, wow, that looks like a really cool show. And I, I started watching it. Intense, huh? In, anyone that's into intense, um, inappropriate TV. This is this the show for you. Um, it's definitely not um, this guy. Whatever PG high is, whatever that is, um, I don't know what that would be considered. Um, well, P, uh, rated R, rated and N P seventeen or something. Yeah, it's got to be. There's, there's mm. no way. It has to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd still say Netflix just for sheer quantity, but. Um, I, and who, I mean, Hulu's great too. I mean, I like them all. Like I, even HBO, I mean, Succession yeah, I feel like is it's, awesome. Yeah. I, I it's now called Max. There's so many, um, but on Sorry. Apple TV, um, God, no camera. Oh, Severance. Do y'all watch Severance or did y'all watch Severance? Yeah. One, yeah. there's only one season. Did you watch it, Zach? Never heard of it. Oh my God. It's so good. Um, it's trippy. Yeah. It's really trippy. It's a futuristic uh, work. But you see the tangent that we've gone on just from this? This yes. is why that question see? is so important. Because, because everyone's go got deep. so many. If people want to poo-poo it, and I'm just like, hey, like, cool. But, like, you can go on tangents with them. Now you have something to talk about because you're probably watching something, too. Mm -hmm. What's your fit? What's the next concert you're going to, right? That's yes. another one that you could do. What is um, my a new one that I like to do is what is uh, – do you remember the first video you ever watched on YouTube? And they have to think back. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's and crazy. Yeah. So like there's all these little icebreakers that make that get people out of their comfort zone, no yes. matter if they're introvert, introvert, extrovert, or ambivert. 
it seems it seems to have worked um, <laughs> over the years. Which is which is interesting because we are so we have an event coming up like in two weeks and it's a speed networking, and we this is like our second one and so I come up with like a list of questions in case people get stumped. I mean it's it's only three minutes, but some people believe it or not might just sit there and be like, I don't know what else to ask. I asked what they do for a living. I asked where, you know, so I actually come up with like a list of different questions. So I might actually ask you for some different ones than what I have. You got um, it. But yeah, it's like, you can't get too personal, but, but those are great questions. Yeah. No, I, the concert ones on there. I did use your Netflix one on there, of course, but it's all, it's all good stuff. But, um, but yeah, again, you ask an introvert or any of those people and they're going to have answers to these questions and it's not like a yes or no answer. It's yeah. great. And then people, this is the funny thing. People like if you're in a group or at a, at a bar or whatever, people are going to hear their favorite show being talked about. And of course they have to put in their two cents, right? They're like, wait a minute. No, that character is, is not a good person or, you know, whatever it is. It's a great question. Jack, what did you, what did you think about uh, the rocket fuel um, icebreaker that we did at the launch pad? The rocket fuel? I don't remember. When, uh, when people first walked into the party, they had to, uh, oh, the, yes. signature, the signature drink. Yes. So uh, Tim <laughs> had... Um, I have to hear about this one. It's, it's obviously now that I know what he's talking about, it makes sense. Okay, so the launch pad had their one-year anniversary. And uh, it was Paul's Deli catered it, uh, yep. which is downstairs. This is in Newtown, Williamsburg area. Mm -hmm. um, and um, they had like a box of fi Fireball. Yeah. And they basically, everyone that would walk through would take a shot of Fireball and um, <laughs> just to get the party started. And that's, um, that's look, a good idea. <laughs> I, I think that. Um, loosen things up for a couple of people and um <laughs> i don't remember if i partake uh in that i don't typically partook partook partake I yeah i don't know how to speak um <laughs> i don't know if i engaged in that because i don't typically drink liquor um just does not do well with my body so if i i, I would assume i took it for you tim um but i don't remember it but i remember that was a fun night <laughs> So thank you for that. <laughs> I just thought of a new catchphrase for you and a pun at the same time. Take one for the Tim, not the team. Okay, sorry. There you go. You took one for the Tim. Sorry. My uh, what? my stepson is like all comes up with all these really hilarious puns, so I get it from him. It's funny. Um, what, what's your uh, how do you how do you determine if uh, an event was successful? Um, so I think if, you know, new people came to the event, I think that's a success. I think if people leave and tell me they had a great time, I think if people made new connections, I think if the person that was hosting said, this was awesome, this was a great turnout, thank you, um, I almost always get people messaging me after an event saying something like another great event. Thank you so much. I met so many new people. So I think any of those factors, um, you know, I can only think of one event that I was a little disappointed with, honestly, since we started doing in-person events and even, even the zoom calls. I mean, I think we had 
I'm trying to think. I think we had maybe like six or seven people on one. And I was kind of bummed because I was like, oh, there's not that many people on this one. But honestly, it was the most fun because I think even the smaller groups, I think people tend to equate like size, like, okay, let me get this straight. Number of people. <laughs> let me back up for a second. Number of people at an event with success. And I don't, I don't really agree with that. Um, and I think that with the smaller groups, you tend to really get to know people better and people tend to open up yeah. and be them. Them, themselves themselves more yeah if getting people to attend events is very difficult i've always said that um once you start an event for the first time the gauge is the third event because you're going to get a lot of people to go to the first one hopefully because you have a network that you can invite mm -hmm. hopefully mm -hmm. they come back a second time um or other people are talking about it but that third event is where you gauge okay mm. this is this is a, a hit or miss um, Interesting. If you think if you think about these numbers about from like for a TV perspective, typically shows are heavily marketed in the beginning, but then die off, right? Yeah. And so yeah. if the shows that do really well are the ones that they actually might go hockey stick style, where they're actually not that popular to start and then become popular as people talk about them. And yeah. so it's it it's of like when you're looking at the numbers in these things, like being consistent is very very critical and i think that's you, you might have a high one one time you might have a low one one time but but basically being steady maybe a little bit of um an incline is is the key to the game and uh mm -hmm. it ain't easy to do no and see ours are not always at the same time so like we have some in the morning sometimes they're happy hours um the happy hours typically do really well <laughs> We have like our, because you you have people all over and you want people to be able to go at different times and that's how you just decided to do that. Um, I think because we always would do them kind of like in the mornings, like at like, well actually when we started off doing Zoom, I think we would do them at like eleven thirty or twelve if I remember, because so people could do it like on their lunch breaks. Um, and then we started doing in person events kind of in the mornings, like nine thirty ten. So I mean, I'll be honest with you when I when I started it kind of one of the reasons why I decided to keep doing it and doing it in person um, was because I couldn't make it to all the events. Um, you know, I have, I have kids and I have to get them off to school and um, people were having like seven thirty and eight o'clock events. You know, I can't make it to those. Um, you know, I've got a husband that works day and night. And so I've got to be like the transportation for the kids. And um even if you could make it, I wouldn't want to attend that event anyway. I'm just like, come on, it's too damn early. Well, it's just kind of early. And so I was like, okay, I want to make it so that people that have kids or, you know, have other responsibilities in the morning can either maybe get, if they have to get into the office, whatever, get into the office, get started, and then maybe leave and go, or at least do some work and then leave. So that's what we do a lot of ours, like at 930. And that seems to be a pretty, pretty good sweet spot and then 9.30 or 10, and then we'll do a happy hour like at four. So that way people that do want to get out of the office can still leave early. At least that's the feedback we've gotten. We've taken a lot of polls. We've gotten a lot of feedback. Mm. Um, but then we do it kind of like an hour and a half, two hour period so that, you know, if you just can slip out for a little bit, but it's very, we're, you know, very casual compared to other networking groups. If you can slip in for a little bit and just, pop in, pop out, you know, you don't have to stay the whole time. But I think the networking, the uh, happy hours, very popular. The first one we had was at Grain and it was 
not I'm, I'm gonna i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say it was not organized at all it was very kind of like haphazard and they've got that little middle section and i just i didn't even tell them we were coming i was just like okay we'll just set up here and it wasn't anything like i didn't i don't even think i had people sign in and we i think we had like 60 people it was pretty incredible and i think that is probably still one of the biggest att largest attended events um that we've had so far and it was awesome so but so it's it's like you know and then you plan like crazy and then you don't get as many but then you have a great event still um we had one at uh this place called gypsy roots collective it's in norfolk it's right um near where hope house is and that little crazy little like Olney and Bush Street where they intersect mm. across from uh, the Harrison House Opera. Mm -hmm. And we were doing this thing called laughing yoga and you're supposed to breathe like really. I've got a video on it. I've got to send it to y'all. But again, people that don't normally do that sort of thing and everyone's like laughing and breathing and it was a small group, but it was so much fun. I mean, I'm telling you, it was and if it was a bigger group, I don't think everybody would would have participated. And so, again, both events, I would say, are very successful, um, but very different. <laughs> yeah, so, I think that's one of the hardest, uh, hardest aspects is when you're hosting an event, you have to focus on the people that are there, not on those that mm -hmm. are not. Because if, you, if you don't focus on the people that are there, they need to have a great time. And they you they need to come back next time, and they need to bring a friend next time. Yeah, so many people get caught up on the number or the lack of attendees, and you you really got to focus on who's there. And yeah, it's tough and to bring uh, your A game, and, and really and be that hostess of the mostess. Yeah, uh, when there's, it could be sparse. Well, that also could be something that you can't control, right? There, you might have oh, just, sure. right? So like the, the marketing that you did to get people there and they didn't show up, it doesn't mean that they didn't see it and they might not, they just right. might not be right. showing up to that that event this time. I feel like right. I've said this on the show before, but like Jay Billis, who's a, an NCAA commentator uh, for, for ESPN, he either wrote this in his book or something like that, but he was doing like uh, division three, really low level games when he first started. And uh, someone was like, why are you so energetic in this? Why are you so dedicated to making this right? He's like, because someone's family is listening to this and I want to give them the best damn, you know, commentating job that they can get. Right. And I know that someone's yeah. listening and I'm going to give them that damn thing. Right. It's like, exactly. yes, it might be. Yes. I would rather be calling, you know, uh, he went to Duke. I'd, I'd much rather be calling a Duke game, but I'm not. I'm calling, you know, the Winston Salem um whoever's you know versus the you know norfolk whoever's and that's okay i'm gonna do the best play-by-play -play that i can give there and i'm gonna give my a plus game and, and that's it and so I, that's that's really good advice too tim that you're saying is like hey like yeah the people who showed up they showed up give them the attention that they deserve by being there because your net your your marketing did work for them oh absolutely yeah i mean i like i said every event is different but i would not call any event like a failure because it's not the number that I expected. Um, and so we have, so I have these events called pop-ups. They're not really pop-ups like where it's like a location that's like temporarily here. I call them pop-ups because they might pop up at the last minute. <laughs> we might just add it. In fact, we're doing, and yeah, we're doing one next week as a matter of fact. Um, and uh, you know, it's, 
they're they're I'm I'm assuming they're not going to be as well attended because I've only got like a week to promote them. So, and that's okay because I want them to be smaller so they can be more intimate. If that makes sense. So I'm not as worried about the numbers. Um, I do have some members that are constantly mentioning it when it's their time to go around and it's kind of <laughs> annoying. <laughs> um, and even like when they post something like a review or something, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, come on. Like you're not paying for this, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, to each his own. If they find value in it, I mean, they're still coming to everyone. So they're finding value in it other ways. <laughs> Events are really, really tough. I guess for, for me, my, my, uh, the way that I determine if uh, an event is successful for me is when I don't get an opportunity to at least say hello to every, to all the people that I wish yeah. to yeah. say hello to. Yeah. Same. So to me, it's um, if I ordered the food correctly so that there's none to take home. Um, I, I don't know if that's... <laughs> well, but, but but so we talked we, we touched on it at the very beginning and in terms of like with, with the event that we put on, we charge five bucks, 10 bucks, primarily just to have a little skin in the game because when you order all this food and then when people no show and then all that food goes mm -hmm. to waste, I mean, that's just, I, that, that is just a pet peeve of mine that mm -hmm. uh, I don't we don't waste yeah. food. So if you don't show up, we still, you still paid for it. What's the number. If you pay five bucks or more 95% of people show up, if it's $5 yeah, or it's, less, only 30% of people show up. Yeah, so $5 is a threshold for people. Really? I've yeah. never heard that yeah. stat. Yeah. It's, I think uh, Eventbrite actually put it out. Yeah. It's been a couple of years since they've done that. I don't know if it's higher or lower, but I, I mean, hmm. There's something to be said to, to charge. You you have a more accurate understanding of who's going to roll through. Uh, what's something we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. Go ahead. Try me. Ask me. Well, let's just leave on this. Um, for those that are interested in, in attending an event, uh, HRNG, Hampton Roads Networking Group, they go to hrngevents.com. First time goer, like what should they expect? What should they anticipate? Um, lots of fun. It's uh, probably going to be a lot more casual than what you're used to um, with other networking groups, maybe. Um, the people are friendly and outgoing, and you'll probably leave with a lot of business cards, Tim, if you if you ever come to an event. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> if there's if it's if there's meaning behind it, that's cool. But... <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. I heard you. Yeah. I heard you chatting before I got on. <laughs> we appreciate your time, Markella. Yeah. Continued Thank success. Thank you guys. This was awesome. Continued success with the event. And uh, yeah. we'll see you at one soon. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll make sure I have glizzies at the next one. Lots of glizzies. I'm, uh, yes. I'm there. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>